0: It's Willie D, y'all, back with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Tretch, what's up, King?
1: What's hoodie with you, King? Man, I'm
0: hyped, man. I'm hyped for (laughs) this one, man. Boy, you know you're one of my favorites, man. Oh, you too, man. We go, we go back. I'm talking about nothing but good memories. We we made history together.
1: Three decades. We
0: watched each other making history in our own rights. Man, it's beautiful boy. to see you. Like it's <clears throat> almost like it came full circle, man.
1: Always, like when we still here. Yeah. Like us, and yeah. doing it, it's like if we still go out of what brought us together, which was hip hop, and navigate our way through, and stay in the game three decades later, thirty years. It's like yeah, we did something right.
0: Yeah. Full man. circle. And still looking healthy. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, still yeah, looking yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. We looking good. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We see a lot of our youngsters that we try to put on the right path. They look older than us.
0: Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. So so what's your secret, man? What's your secret? Well, it's, it's it's basically knowing that you're not I'm not twenty years old no more. I'm in my I'm fifty three. You feel me? Like you can't do what you was doing in your heydays. You know, partying extra and all that and no sleep, not eating right, finding out what's in the food and switching your diet and keeping it moving. You know what I mean? And you ain't got to exercise all the time, but you got to keep your body moving. It's like a car that sit in the garage too long. It ain't going to start after a while. Mm. Or it's going to be some kinks or it's going to be something you got to tune up. If you don't keep it tuned all life, you could have a car that's a classic. They've been here for fifty years and it's still running because you keep it tuned up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You keep you put the right things in it, you know. So we had to learn that we was partying like rock stars and anything else. Some smoke, drink, boom, whatever. But after a certain time, you gotta straighten out your life.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah.
1: And you look good. You feel yeah. me? You ain't all wrinkled up and bowing like oh, and walking yeah. around crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moderation, man. Moderation. Facts.
0: Yeah. Um, big question, man. Big question, man. And it's a burning question I've been wanting to know for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know I could have reached out to you and, and got that answer, but I think it's only appropriate that I ask in front of a worldwide audience. Mm-hmm. Are you still down with OPP? Nah, man. You're not. You're not, you're not. Nah, nah. I'm down with the song <laughs> performing and getting that paper on the
1: roll. I'm married, yo. You <laughs> understand? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. real. It's yeah. like. That's another part of growing up, yeah. And not taking your music into your personal and anything else, but we still perform the gangster songs whether we in the streets or not. Anything yeah. else and stuff we wrote, but it's like, especially nowadays, like I'm so proud and I love my wife like to the point of it keeps me. Where I'm I'm not never out there. If I go to a club, if we go and hang out and anything else, I ain't looking for no bitches. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't looking for no jump offs. I'm not looking for nothing. And in this day and age right now, especially for entertainers, it's very, 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 very scary.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of things that's going on that's not actual factual. Um mainly it's It's some uh, women that's not, you know, keeping it 100. And for all the women that get abused or taken advantage of or assaulted or anything else, um, prayers are them, and it never should happen, and that's the wrong thing. But a lot of women out here right now are taking it as a, a pay opportunity in some cases. Like, yo, I could get him and say so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so happened and get some money. Or if I don't even like him, I could get him locked up. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's like it's always ways you could track and anything else. So a lot, they get caught, homies get caught out there. They did something stupid or they wasn't thinking or they was reckless. Me, you could track every record. You could track phones, You could where I was at, when I was at and anything else with a wife, and when you really there, it's like, that's my safety. You know what I mean? I matured. You know, before, we was, hey, man, we was smashing and dashing. Yeah. But the girls back then was with it. We used to go to hotels, you know, tours. Man, the lobby's full before we even get there. You know what I mean? Now, I feel for the young artists that's out there or or the uh, ones that's actors or anything else, and... Because the beams is on you like this could be a come up. I get some money off of taking him down. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I ain't in the game. Yeah. <laughs> OBP is a great record. But it ain't a lifestyle for me no more. Yeah, right,
0: right. And I, I just want you to know, I just had, I just said that shit. You know, I, what? I, I You know, just, just. No, nah, I love the question. Listen, asked, this is I, your show. I asked that, well, I had to ask the question just because it's a good question, it's, it's a, is it? It's a good general question. But I, I, but I do know that that you're happily married, mm-hmm. and you've been uh, happily married for now what ten?
1: Well, I've been with my well, wife been, for for like seventeen years. And you've been married for like four four or right? five four yeah, five. almost okay, right. five yeah. right Th-
0: this is what i was uh I remember when y'all went on that couple's therapy uh mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. what was the name was therapy. that's the name of vh one right? yeah okay, so I was like i'm always I always have a lot of trepidation when people go on these shows mm-hmm. when married couples go on on shows like that, uh even just doing reality shows because mm-hmm. a lot of times. When you share so much personal stuff, uh, people, you know, they tend to grow apart. I don't don't know what it is about these damn reality shows or whatever, but people tend to just grow apart after they go on these shows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, y'all, if I'm not mistaken, y'all went on that show way back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And y'all still together going strong. Yeah, yeah. Y'all got two kids together, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. beautiful, Beautiful. Beautiful. See, the thing was, um, and we'll get into that here, too. Yeah. I've been on a few reality shows, and like you said, some of them will tear your family apart. But it's what you're doing on there, and you see the real family members and what they do. Um, one thing with couples therapy, everybody, I don't care who you are, whether you got a, a relationship or you marry, you go through things. And a lot of times therapy is very good. A lot of people are like, yo, we can fix it ourselves and everything else. But therapy, sometimes hearing it from somebody else, an outside professional, or where you sit with a group and you really be like, you get to learn, like, you're not always correct. You think, we think our decisions is the right or the way we think. Um, we're going to couples therapy. For one, I was... Uh, in the mind state, like, I don't want to pay nobody to tell me something that I know or my wife know or we could fix it, you know, in that mm-hmm. trance. Um, but with this reality show, it wasn't just a regular reality show with the fan. It was like, they're going to pay you, for one, to come in this house with other couples as well, and you're, you're coming there to better yourself. It's not like you come coming to bit each other against each other. For one thing I've seen with reality shows, a lot of them, before you even get there, they don't give you food. They don't give you anything. They serve you a gang of liquor. Mm -hmm. You up, you ain't eat. You got this gang of liquor, and then it's like cameras rolling. Nine times out of ten, a lot of people didn't eat before they got there. But when you feed people liquor first, liquor brings out the other side of you. So the camera's rolling. So, you know, they say drunk mind speaks, sober thoughts and blah, 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 whatever. Yo. In there, you couldn't drink. You couldn't smoke. If you did get a wine or whatever or something it was after things was filmed dinner was cooked and you going to bed and everything else and cameras was on you on the whole time in reality whatever phone calls and this that and the other and bow, you going through back home it's all tape. and then they had actual not just uh, conversations on you had group therapy uh, your therapy your wife therapy and then just a couple there therapy that was beautiful shout to Dr. Jim VH1 like, it was something that we knew we could get out of it without just going somewhere, spending money. And then somebody going to come home like, well, I feel like we paying this money for nothing when we could figure it out ourselves or this, that, or third. That actually, and we actually left, me and my wife, before we was married, we was on the show. We were salty at each other because it was more or less, I felt like, "Oh, you coming out here to, sh- to say I'm the problem? And I'm coming out here to say you the problem, and if you go in there with that mind state and not going in like we gonna fix it, and we both have our faults, you ain't gonna win.
0: Yeah. What What do you think about these uh, relationships where people go fifty fifty?
1: What's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: financially, when they go fifty fifty, like you know, he had these relationships where mm-hmm. people say, well, you know, like me and my woman, you know, we we split the bills, you know? mm-hmm. we split you know, the the, the cost for the mortgage, the the car note, the kids, whatever. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I think, for one, that it depends on what it is. If you the breadwinner, whether you the woman or the male, it's like, what is the other spouse job? Now, a lot of men don't know... um, like, my daughter, she's 19, going on 20. Um, her mom's died when she was two. You feel me? So I was taking care of her by myself. A lot of men think, oh, man, you're not going to stay home and what? You, the kids go to school most of the day. You got to clean the house. Like, what are you? You're not doing anything. They don't understand. A stay-at-home mom's is a job. I'm talking about you want to come home to a clean house. Now, normally, you got the man in the house, you got other kids, ain't nobody cleaning up after they sell at all. The mother is there all day, in most cases in his father's this home, cleaning up, cooking, making sure the food is there when you get there, going shopping, handling this leak that's over here, calling the plumbers, doing all this stuff like, it is a job. They taking care of what you can't do while you at work. So when it comes, like, split 50, if both of y'all is working, I could see and y'all basically get getting the same income. I mean, I don't see what's wrong with splitting the bills because you got to pay the babysitters. You got to pay whatever, the schooling and everything else. If it's like that. But if it's a, a mom's that's staying home, it's like, what is she going to pay? And what 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 are you saying you're saying I pay the bills and i work but anybody else is doing what the spouse that's stay at home is doing you would pay them it ain't like well we saving money by not paying you no it's not like like that like with me and mama I don't know how anybody else do she stay at home now but she was a a boss she was i met her as a bartender she turned a manager there and then in two uh h and r the head of h and r at stadiums, sports stadiums and everything else. She was bringing in it and it wasn't enough time with the kids and she ain't want the base. She was like, I can't do all of this and be home and everything else. So I'm like, yo, baby, get away from that. You stay at home. I'm going to work in everything else. But especially like when we got married and even before, it was like, we got a joint account. What comes home to me is ours. No matter what. You feel what I'm saying? And it, it's, it's a respect thing of knowing that y'all are working as partners. When somebody else is like, yo, I need this, I need that, that when that that comfortability, but that comes with grown people, that comes with people that know like, yo, that's in my corner. And it, it's, it's just hard because a lot of couples don't know or trust their spouses because they ain't even know them that long. You know what I mean? They jump into a relationship and everything else, and they like, yo, man, I got to fill it out and everything else. When you get to that point, especially when you get married, you should know. This here is my spouse, my loved one, and we working together. We not over here looking like or dictating to nobody, you beneath me and nothing else. Y'all are in there as a team. So, once you understand that, it makes it a whole lot different. You don't look at nobody different. It's like an equal standard. Was
0: it an equal standard when you was working at Union... <laughs> when you was working over at uh, Grand Union Warehouse?
1: <laughs> oh, no. That, I mean, that was before I even had any relationships. I couldn't yeah. even... Yo, the girls in high school, man, that was back back like then. And then when I graduated, Um, I always knew I had to have a work ethic. I knew, like, I wasn't the college type. Was it good money? Huh?
0: Was it good money?
1: Yeah. See, first of all, I had minimum wage. I worked... My first job was a dietary aid at East Orange General Hospital. And that's serving the trades to the patients, to the... You know, so I I got... That was minimum wage. Um, I thought you had the
0: warehouse job. No,
1: that was later. Okay. So I'm born in December, so I actually graduated when I was 17. So I was out of high school with no job. So my Uncle Bobby, he worked at Grand Union Warehouse. That's a, you know, big warehouse. Uh, they yeah, had the, got you on. the union, yeah, everything else. The way I got on, I lied about my age and told him I was 18 when I was really 17. And the reason I got in is because um, it was a strike at the warehouse in Jersey. So I got in and just for me, it was the strike went on for like maybe a year. Or more. And I was getting $8 an hour. Minimum wage back then was like two sun, almost three. So that as a teenager getting $8 an hour. I was like, I took two buses there every day. Before the sun came up, I was on a bus at the warehouse. And by the time I got off work, it was dark. And I was taking two buses home, but I was getting $8 an hour. And the only reason I stopped that job is when they let me go because the strike was over and the union workers got back in but from going to eight dollars an hour i couldn't even use it as experience nowhere none because i wasn't even supposed to have the job you understand and to go back to minimum wage it was like yo i can't make it like this Mm. you know so that's when the streets got involved when it was like and then i wasn't getting hired at all, cause I had no experience of nothing, and I'm like, eighteen, about to go on nineteen. They like, what you ever done? And I'm like, well, I just had summer jobs and anything else. They like, all right, well. Let's talk about these anthems, man. That's not it by
0: nature. Anthems, mm-hmm. like you, part of one of the greatest groups ever in hip hop. One Thank of the greatest you. groups ever in music, and easily, easily. It's probably the top group when it comes to anthems. Hmm. Like I mean, memorable anthems. Like man, I mean who's who 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 who's responsible for these anthems? Like, you know, is it you, is it Vinny, is it KG? Is that, I mean actually of,
1: all of us, uh but I was the writer. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um Kay was the producer. And Vin was the beatbox that got up into it. But it would we when we performed like it's new style before Naughty by Nature, we always had to go and we put in our mindsets, we have to perform something, put something in, in song format that is a call and response. Cause back in the day it's like in the age, most of the records come on, it's just a scratch at the hook. And that was it. You just had to have great lyrics or anything else. But we were coming from the late eighties into the nineties. We was like, it's a new decade. And Every time we do our shows, we had it where it was a call and response type of thing. So we said, we got to put this in the music. So Vinna come and say, like, we need to make a song about this or that or boom or boom or that. I was the, the, the writer. So I would come with the, with the end, which all of us had, was call and response. You down with O.P.P.? Yeah, you know me. Mm-hmm. You down with O.P.P.? Yeah, you know me. Or something people could sing along. Hip-hop hooray. Oh, hey. oh, oh, feel me flow now. Holla if you hear me, though. Come Like, it all had to be a harmony, call and response, a crowd-type thing mm-hmm. in there. So that was our thing. We, like, what people see if they like the song and sing along with the song and then they see a video to it oh we going to take over the world nobody doing that like that mm-hmm. so that was like our little mini secret
0: yeah
1: but we all contributed definitely
0: yeah yeah absolutely but you 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 did the most in the beginning you would pretty much on those first few albums, you, you were the only one rapping on those first few albums, right? I know Vin Um
1: Well, the it. first album, mostly then, I'm like, yo, Vin, you got to get up. So I started writing everything he said. Yeah. So it was, when you hear like Hip Hop Array, we're going back and forth, because one, mm-hmm. like our favorite group as a group was Run DMC. Mm-hmm. You know, so that dynamic of going back and forth and the greatest Childhood DJ, greatest, you know, rest in, in peace, MC. Jam Master Straight J yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. K was the mini Jam Master J and me and Vin was running D. So, I'm like, you gotta start being more in the record so they know like you're a group, not just a hype man. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. When you guys were doing those records and y'all were hitting the road and, and performing and it was selling out and, you know, people just going crazy and all of this stuff. Were you cognizant of what you were doing? Were you cognizant of that you were, like, etching your place in the history or where you were just in the
1: cognizant? Nah, playing nah. Playing? You, you never know. You can never say, yo, this a hit. But when you're in the studio, you like, yo, this a hit. Yeah. You feel me? Like, we knew we had something. We got signed to Queen Latifah Flavie on it. We knew, yeah, but, it, you know, it was love yeah. from the family. We knew they was fame, but we got when we got a deal and it came out and we had our first hit, OPP, we was like, yo, we got something. We thought we had something, but you never know, so you release something. Everybody that releases a record like this, that, that thing, and it don't always go like that. So, no, we were not aware. We just knew, let's try our system. And one of the great things about all... Even our founders, the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, boom. You could not come out sounding like nobody else or looking like no, dressing like anything. Or you was called a biter. And you would be the fans of this. you like, oh, that sound, that's just boom. You know what I mean? So we and all groups from the eras and the eras before, they prided themselves on, you could, like I say, um, and I love, don't get it twisted, I'm not going to diss our younger generation or anything else. I hear a lot of old school. I'm I'm not doing that. I love them because it's like it's their era and they doing it they way. Well. You know, a lot of parents in our era was like, what what is that y'all doing? That's not boom, boom, boom. But it's like back in the days, you could put on everybody's video back to back with no volume on. You knew when the new group came on. You feel me? And even when you heard them, Ghetto Boys ain't sound like nobody out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nobody out. Anybody that came out, whether it's West Coast, East Coast, Dirty South, Midwest, that was the beauty of hip-hop because you heard all different type of slang, accents, the way they, they ride off of beats. And it was, like, just amazing. That's what took it to now is 50 years later. You remember, they used to be like, oh, two years, three years, this hip-hop music is not going to be here. That's just a fad that's coming in. No, no, no. The magic of just everybody being their own artist. So it made us just be like, all right, we come with this new album. And you couldn't sound exactly like the last album. You had the outdo yourself every time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah. You know, it was was what was really cool about it too was that you could put on a beat and you could tell which artist that beat belonged to. That's how different the artists were. You know, that's how different it was like and a lot of that is attributed to the producers that we used. Uh, they were in house and they didn't work for anybody else. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know, ghetto boys producers was over here producing for these guys.
1: Ain't nobody like, know each other then. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. social media or boom. We
0: knew each other, but, we, but, we, but in we passing. Wasn't. Yeah,
1: we see each other at shows and bow. But it wasn't like, for the most part, the producers was in our hometowns or within our groups. So we'll be like this, but. We were so competitive. We like, did you hear that last album they made? Oh, we gotta smoke them with our shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't. It was a a competitive thing. Yeah. Like, because yeah. everybody's sound was from that region or where they were from, and that's what made it so funky.
0: Yeah. Who's responsible for y'all merch? Cause y'all got some of the dopest merch.
1: Um. Well, we all like came up. <laughs> we had yeah. once we had the logo and everything else. Vin was, that was his part mm. in it, you know what I mean, as well. Because we never wanted anybody to be looked at as like inferior in the group or not a part. So Vin really went and he was like doing a. We looked at Public Enemy for one. Mm-hmm. Like Public Enemy had the merch and their album sleeves and all that and that logo. Like, God, this is huge. And then we seen them, like, touring overseas and stuff, all them white folks wearing that. Whoop, we was like, hold up. Ching, 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 ching. So even when we had the brick-and-mortar store in Newark, the naughty store, it was like, yeah, Vim was running the merchandise. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: dope. hmm Dope. Man, tell me about when you met Michael Jackson. Tell me what that experience was like.
1: I felt like a G.G., a gangster groupie. <laughs> yeah. I was gangster like, yo, this MJ, is you no now, now,
0: now, under what circumstances did y'all meet?
1: Um, To our homie, rest in peace, Heavy D. Okay. Heavy D had a uh, joint with him called Jam. I remember that song. Michael Jordan was in the video. Yeah so he invite us there like to the video and like we like what we go to the video and see mike and he shake our hands like and you know opp is abc jackson five mm-hmm. right. sample right yo that song is my joint i felt like i was in a straight matrix dream like Michael Jackson No you my know, nature I love you guys
0: And how you know, did y'all how did y'all get the damn rights to release this I would never have thought Mike or whoever owned the publishing nah. would give you guys permission to use that sample
1: Exactly well what they did um thankful for we were actually uh signed to Warner Brothers Records Shout out and to Benny Medina
0: okay. Benny Medina Yes that's uh right.
1: They didn't know what to do with hip-hop. Like, I would, but, you know, they love Latifah and through, through, you know, Business Connects put us on Tommy Boy. But it went through and Shaquem's great managing skills. They was like, okay, let's hear, oh, these guys are, boom. uh, mm, uh, Okay, what we can do is tell me you won't get any publishing from it. The production. We was like, so? Y'all gonna clear the sample? We could tour forever off this. This song, we already made it new. We was like, this song right here. Nobody has a, a, a Jackson 5 sample or ink because you couldn't get it clear. Through the connects over there and Warners. We got that sample and it was a rap like a doobie. Yeah, that was big. That was big. <laughs> so big. we was like, we don't need no. So after like yeah. 30 years, which is now, is uh, when you start getting some publishing, producing. But we got the writer's credit. Yeah, that you was You know, was and big. we tour until, you know, yeah. still doing it. <laughs> That's how it was when we sampled uh, Steve Miller, you know,
0: for The Joker.
1: Yeah, they give we them the... Keep... We did The Gangsta Love.
0: We was like, man... They told us we couldn't use it. And we was like, man, this shit is jammed. Because we had already made the song. We mm-hmm. like, you can't was like, man, what y'all want to do? We was like, man, we putting this side, man. They can do what they you want You know to. you ain't going to have no publishing off the production. Man, so what? Tripping. We, gonna, we... <laughs> Yeah, man. That was the same type I exactly deal. exactly what you're talking about. That part. So you meet Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and and does Mike know who you are?
1: Yeah, I say He was like, no, he by nature. O.B.P. I love that song.
0: So he really knows who you are. And he's... He, did he rap the song? Because I heard a lot of times when Michael rap songs. Rap songs he knew he like enough to
1: say, you down with O.P.P.? Yeah, yeah, you know me. You down with O.P. <laughs> you know, he'd like play a beat like Substitutions with his hands. And I'm like, yo, Michael Jackson knows me. I'm the shit. D- did he have Bubbles with him? Yeah, he had Bubbles. Bubbles was with him. Yeah, the, what, he what was up. Uh,
0: was Bubbles on his back or he was holding him? Man,
1: Bubbles was walking around dressed <laughs> better than us, yo. With badass bras walking him. Like, is you serious? Like,
0: are
1: yeah. you serious, yo? It was like a what movie. Kind of,
0: what kind of suit did Bubbles have? a, what suit. Kind of, he a had suit?
1: A suit. It probably was.
0: He had a tuxedo. Or just yeah, it probably
1: Versace or. G- it what, was, did
0: he have a tie on?
1: <laughs> yeah. Black suit, black tie, white shirt. And hands out, and you know, it ain't no uh, shoes gonna fit him.
0: Man, whatever happened? Do you know what happened to Bubbles, man? Because all of a sudden, I just stopped hearing about Bubbles. Did Bubbles die? I mean, yeah, I guess he did. I believe, you know,
1: monkey years and human years is different. Like, you know, like dog years. (laughs) Like, I would.
0: I don't know how long. He might be pimping out in L.A. somewhere. Like, he's probably got a
1: gang of hoes. Like, (laughs) Bubbles was. Bubbles,
0: man. So so Mike, how me Mike, mm-hmm. Mike is jamming to the music and everything. Yeah. yeah. And did you observe anything about him that that made you go like wild outside of him being wild by you guys?
1: No, I was just I was basically in awe. I mean, you know, all the talks was going on and everything else, the skin lighter and all the rest of that. I don't care about none of that. I'm like, yo, he black, period. And the talent is undeniable. And the legacy and the legend, who he is, while he was alive. And I have a part of being here in the video and taking pictures and all the rest of that. So nobody can say, you lying. Hmm. Not only was we in the video, we had pictures that was all over everywhere and anything else with MJ, The Prince, Heavy D. Michael Jordan, two MJ's, and it's all because in this time it was like just OPP out. It wasn't even hit. It was the first album, the first album we were rubbing elbows with 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 the biggest, some biggest of uh, the biggest stars on the planet. Oh, you come on! This is when I knew you guys were dope, right?
0: I only knew one song, mm-hmm. and that was OPP. We were on tour together. And the only thing I knew was that OPP song. Mm-hmm. But when y'all hit the stage, y'all rocked it. Yeah. Y'all rocked it. That ain't easy to do, rocking the stage when people don't know your music. Yeah. You know, when people don't really know the lyrics. The certain, they Everybody knew OPP. Mm-hmm. And your, your, your fan base, the people that came out to see y'all in particular, they knew the song. Mm-hmm. But other people were just like me, was it just rocking. Who didn't necessarily know the lyrics?
1: Because at that time, because. we 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 were getting paid with they wanted like we just had a single out, but they wanted forty five minute yeah, you hour had to show. Do a show. Yeah. So we had to perform. So that when it comes into even our gangster songs and anything else, it was like our mental was always calling, response and. Because we was doing talent shows all over before we even came out, and we had to rock a crowd that don't know none of our music, so we made our albums like don't nobody know this we gotta if we play this anywhere or perform this, the crowd has to rock with us, whether it's a gangster song, a party song, a sexy song, or anything else and they did, and uh a lot of artists come out now, they blow up. They have hits, but they never performed until they perform again. And sometimes the shows is like, you could tell. We were performing at all types of ghetto with, like, the Apollo type audiences that'll boo you off stage if you whack, like, years before we even came out with OPP. So we already had stage presence and knew how to rock a crowd, period. What was a typical
0: day hanging out with Tritch and Tupac
1: like? Well, from the beginning, before the fame and glory, we met each other when we was aspiring artists.
0: Okay. Was that before the Juice movie also? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. We met um, on the road. I was with Queen Latifah. A roadie. I was carrying bags. And he was
0: a roadie for Digital Underground. Digital Underground. Okay. And both
1: Latifa and Digital Underground was on Tommy Boy Records. Okay. So we met Kinda bonded. Yeah. Like that. Um Pac, actually he was uh like I I was a roadie plus Latifa bring me out the freestyle and back um back up for her. He actually had music out before I did. Same song all around the world the same song with digital so but even before that came out we was just roadies so we bonded immediately because we was the ones that uh, every time we go to yo man let's go to the hood find some weed so we'll do all our work and everything else if I'm finished before him. I help him carry in digital stuff or do whatever. If he finished before me, he helped with Latifah. So we was like, so we could get off early and everything else and just go to the malls and anything else. You know, we had padium back then. We wasn't getting paid like a lot, but we bonded like that. We was both from the hood, different hoods, different coasts, and just was aspiring and had a dream and was on the road. And a lot of uh, artists or kids or anybody, they don't know. Like, you all think the hood is good. It ain't nothing outside of here. I don't give a damn what's out anywhere. I'm safe. I got family. I got boom. When you hit the road for the first time and just venture out and see it's a world outside of where you at, we both came back with a whole different mentality of the world. Like, it ain't just out. We have to... Let the whole entire world, not just the United States, but internationally, all over the world, know we here and we got something to say.
0: What do you think the biggest misconception of Tupac is?
1: Um, that he was reckless and a militant and, uh, very, uh, confrontational or anything else. What they got to understand about Pac, Pac was, a a baby Black Panther, um, he was incarcerated before he was even born. His mom was in jail. Rest in peace, Afeni. You know, like, and he was brought up and taught on a different level than a lot of people. He, We were basically taught what the schools taught us. And a lot of us, our parents had regular 9 to 5s, even if the, it was a single parent like your mother raising you. Um, the Panthers was deep. They had a knowledge of this country and what was going on way different than what you learn in a regular elementary school because they don't teach us a lot of our history, you know. So he knew a lot of stuff, was raised on a lot of stuff, was very intellectual. But they really... um, And it was only at the time once, you know, uh, Rest in Peace Big, too, um, when they got into the battle and all that, they was like, oh, man, Pac is just... And they seen him catching the charges and all that, and this, that, and the third. It was, uh, you know, people see you and they, they put a typecast on you. That's who he is. Did you go to the hospital? You went to the hospital
0: when he got shot, right? Yeah, the first time. Yeah, when he got New shot. in New York. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely.
0: Right, and I mean, did he did he really believe that that Biggie had something to do with the first shooting?
1: Um I think he really didn't know fully he was his thing where he he put big into the mix was like big these homies was at your studio session that I was coming to if you didn't set it up, who did this and after big con He's like, yo, you big baller like from New York. You got connects. Find out who blah, 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 or this, and another. Or even if he knew who did it, why? And why was they there? and bah, da, 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 da. Um, Back in the days, if you don't know, especially speaking from the East Coast, everything else, and a lot of hip-hop sessions I just was in, period, it'll be 10 20 homies girls everything in the studio session that ain't got nothing to do with the recording so that was a normal and everything else Pac thing was like i got hit up in a session i'm coming to see you why you don't know what went on or allowed it to you feel me and um everybody is different than anything else um Jersey, where we from? Right across from New York, but a different state. Is like, we we knew everybody who was in our studio sessions, and we basically, if you come to our hood, you he was knowing like, yo, I go with Trach, I go with Boom, I go, I'm I'm held down like the president, like I'm from they hood, like they got me. Why you ain't had me? Yeah. Like that type of thing.
0: Did you ask that question? Why why you didn't have me? That's a, that's a very poignant question. Why you didn't have me? Because I'm thinking to myself, like, when Pac got hit mm-hmm. in Vegas, mm-hmm. and he had all these dudes with him, mm-hmm. and he still got hit. And not mm-hmm. only did he get hit, the guy got away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why you didn't have me? Like. It's one of those things that that really just makes me go like, you know, nobody can be, can go, nobody can guard my body better than
1: I can. Mm. At the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. that's the way I look. You at s- it. you you kind of you said it right there. Um, if you listen to Naughty by Nature's song called "More," you tell I join you. I put a lot in that record. We had a video and anything else, but. Um, You said it. Pac was hard-headed, for one. Um, He didn't have his vest on that night.
0: Somebody said he had it on earlier and he took it off.
1: All right. Me and you both know. If you anywhere. And after he got shot the first time in New York, I might have messed up a whole lot of deals and everything else. I went every day with a vest and heated. You know what I mean, homies. Anything heated in um, the meetings. I know these white folks was like, "As soon as this shit over, do not call this nigga back. He's active. <laughs> he don't separate business from the streets." Um, but Pac, no. One of the first rules. If you get into a situation somewhere, especially out of state, and you brawl or anything or get into something, boom, and you have your vest or your strap, that's what it's there for. And when you're rolling somewhere, you know to roll correctly where you're not in an untinted window or a car or sitting in the front seat. And you, the star, or you, the one that's rolling with anybody else, you rolling in Tenet where don't nobody know you in it, and in the middle seat in the back, and the cars in the front and the back, you know what I mean? He had legal eagles, which is legal armed carriers. Where were they? You feel me? You, you roll like the president even if you don't have no beef. You understand? But when you definitely just got into something and you already got shot before out of state, it's a different ball game. Yeah. What were
0: you when you heard he died?
1: Oh man, I was in I was actually in on the road and then home um and of course, after the first time, everybody uh, was like, "Oh, Pac got shot, so he got shot before he'd be all right." Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, from different people and family that was there in Vegas, I'm like, "Yo, I'm, I'm coming out there. Uh, it's, uh, I'm getting," a they was like, "It's a circus. We'll keep you posted." You know, Suge was. That's my guy. Um, outlaws, Yo-Yo. Um, it was like, it ain't, people was down here that's not getting upstairs, not seeing them, not, it's f- close, close, close people. Like, it's it's too many people here. It's a circus. So I waited and like, all right, then the word was like, he he he's getting better, he's going, you know, it was so many different, it wasn't even like social media or nothing back then. You had to get, it's like the word of mouth game. Before I knew it, it was the 13th, September, 1996. Mm-hmm.
0: And the word went out. Yeah, and then six months later, Biggie was murdered. And, um, yeah, I remember where I was. Uh, I was in a hotel room. Uh, when I got the news, it was like what the hell is going on and and well at the, at the time that was monumental you know to for two prominent uh people Unreal. to be gunned down Unreal. especially people that you know that's in the same field that we're in and Unreal. you know uh people that you can relate to so much uh, almost like family hmm. to uh to be taken away from us like that it makes you think like damn well you know, if you can take them, you know, what is the incentive? It
1: ain't safe for none of us. And it was like, Pac introduced me to Biggie. So B- Biggie was my guy, too. Mm. You feel me? So when all that was going on, it was like, nah. It's like, even even with the hip-hop part of it, I'm like, oh, they're going to battle it out on Wax. It's going, all right, you got to let that ride. You got to let it do what it do. Um but it was crazy actually that the night it happened right after boom i was in jail cuz i caught my first and only dui that night <laughs> you feel me and but it was i seen a um before i think either one of them had passed i seen when they we're going back, I think Hit 'em up came out and everything else. I seen a vibe cover. And Big and Puff was on it. And the only thing that the title of the cover said was East vs. West. East, East, yeah, East vs. West, yeah. I said. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this. Now this right now. It didn't say East Coast label, West Coast label. It said East First Way. I said, half the gangsters, they walk by and Vibe was a very popular magazine. They won't even read the article. They just see, oh, see First it's First. on? Pick a side. Yeah. Pick a side. Oh, it's on? So naturally, after Pac has stepped off 13th, and that magazine went, I seen Big out in Cali doing all this promotion for a new record like out in Cali. I'm like, mm, this, this ain't, that's, that's not a good move. Like promote your new record or whatever else anywhere but Cali. That's what I'm thinking. And then you have a record call going, going back to Cali I'm like, Cali is different. It's like, that's gangbang capital of the United States. Like, they ain't playing like, it's like if Pac, if Big would have went and passed and then Pac came to the East Coast and he was just in New York and like, I'm in New York, I'm in New York. And I'll be like, Pac, no, you not. Get up out of there. And whatever you promote and if you promote, go and do it all across the states, or overseas and anything else, don't do it in New York. It's gonna look like you're thumbing your finger your nose at them, like and your homie y'all homie from out here dead now I'm here. I just like I said, we was on tour with with big like during the hit like. Pocking them new, Suge new everything else. They're like, get that money. We're going to make some records. It's going to eat them up, whatever they make, yo, and da 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 Was there no thoughts of anything like that? But that media blew that out of proportion. Like I said, I saw that East first West. I'm like, it's about to be on. Glad you mentioned that media because they did have a
0: hand in it. Hmm. Uh, all of them. Hmm. All of them. Not one of them was innocent. Not one of them don't have blood on their hands Hmm. because, you know, when it happened, first of all, before it even happened to Pac, you know, it was like, okay, now Pac is dead. And so Big is standing. And then it was like, they just like put more fuel on the fire and then when Biggie got killed, like, oh he's resting they still yeah grown. now it's a whole They're coastal war of, a, of nothing yeah. that has to
1: do with rap or music or anything and, and then they start making articles talking
0: about how this needs to stop and we need peace and da 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 but they threw those rocks man and they hid their hands and they they got blood on their hands the media hmm. and they've always been that doing that though mm-hmm. the mainstream media in particular mm-hmm. they've always had a hand in it Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a very a blow, a blow. It's a very very bad time, not just for hip hop, but for us as as a people. That was a very bad time because I I was thinking the whole time that when that happened, when I know when I started trying to get in the game, it was like I'm gonna get into the game so I can get away from the game, get out of you the game. I need to not get to into do it this. again. You know, I'm gonna do this so I can get out of the streets and I can have a chance. And so, what this tells our young people is that even if you make it, even if you become a big time celebrity,
1: you gotta go nigga route. You
0: still might get Dump. gunned
1: down like a dog in the streets. Mm-hmm. And we the only art form where that happens. Yeah, only. only. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so what, so what, what is the answer though? Like, I hear a lot of people, a lot of people say, yeah, you gotta stop the music. You gotta, you gotta, you know, gotta get rid of the drill music. gotta, you know, gotta censor it. I mean, what's, what's the answer? Um, How do we, how do we quell these type of, uh, conflicts in, in
1: hip hop? I mean, that's a great question the answer is a lot harder. Um, in our day, we used to have idols, and it wasn't a lot of... It wasn't politicians or or too many people in the industry or anything, but our, we respected our hip-hop legends that came before us. Um, I would say the answer is... Um, having sit-downs and summits and everything else with the younger artists and everything else. But as we all see, um, it's a different level of respect that they have for us that than we had for our OGs that came before us. Um, and we never, like... In our era, it was no... Body that went and when Cube was going at NWA and da da da, da there was so many and it was a lot of artists that was born. If anything, you meet up because you know promoters wouldn't put you on the same tour, or the same shows, but you meet up at summits like Jack the Rap or anything else, and then you'll see one squad of homies and another squad of homies, bang it out like fight. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yo, when I I'm really gonna kill them. You know what I mean? It was like, yo, we gonna, if we run into each other, we going to handle this. It's like now you got—they actually out to kill each other, and they don't want to hear nothing. No—it's like the respect of who you respect is not the OGs. It's like I'm making the rules up by myself. There are no rules. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like you said. Like, we came—when we came up, we was, like, on on one of the biggest drug blocks— in East Orange, New Jersey. But even before we got a label deal, we was about to, we found out Flavor Union wanted to sign us, Queen Latifah shot. We was like, yo, me, Vin and Kay, like, we can't hustle no more. We got to decide whether we going to be in the streets or we going to be in this business because we can't do nothing to taint the Queen name. Hmm. Like we can't do both. We gotta decide. It's like now some artists like the streets in the game is the same thing. Like you said, we did things to get out of the game. Not to get in the game, to be in the game, to have the same circumstances of being in the game comes. Death or locked up, indictments or anything else. We was like, yo, I'll never sell a drug again unless I own a dispensary or a pharmacy. Before there was the show, I'm like, yo, drugs, you see what we getting over here with this? And anything that's going on right there, homies, let me let you know. Don't have nothing come back on me for what you're doing or nothing if you come on the roll with me, if you this, that, and the other. Yo, all that. Don't have no reflections and no dirty shit you're doing over here. Come to me or I'm getting sued or I'm getting locked up or I'm on film getting taped like and I'm it, it's something more than the music because all I'm doing is this music and this film shit. I didn't come in here to give it all away. We got out. People know us. I do so much more stuff than the music, acting and this and modeling and blah, 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 blah. Man, I'm not fucking this up for nobody. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh, your, your
0: hometown, your birthplace, East Orange, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Y'all, East Orange is, if I'm not mistaken, the 17th most populous uh, city in uh, New Jersey possible. Y'all mm-hmm. got like seventy thousand people there. Mm-hmm. How do y'all come up out of that? How do how how does how does stretch come out of
1: such a small little you know, little dot on the map? With a dream. And with knowing I'm not gonna stay here. And starting off from I wanted to be an athlete, you know what I mean, boom. That ain't happened for me, anything else. Um I never wanted to be poor. So before, while I was doing rapping and and, and all the talent shows and everything else, I'm like, I'm going to have a job. So like I said, I was doing a minimum wage until I had to lie about my age to get a job paying real money. I have to have work ethic, like to know to grind. You know what I mean? It came like down to the last resort. After my mom threw me out, I was homeless. I was living in the park. And it was like, no job, was no more warehouse job, $8 an hour, wouldn't nobody hire me, Um, still going out, but I'm in the streets. No, I'm I'm not going to be no bum, I'm not going to be in the shelter the rest of my life, I'm not going to be begging nobody for nothing. And homies I knew was hustling and was like, you want to get down? And boom, and I did not bragging on it, not saying that's the way to go or anything else, because there's so many more opportunities now. It wasn't like you could Google different things and find, like, it's jobs out there. Don't don't get it twisted. Shout out to my Latinas and and immigrants is coming over the border and everything else, and I don't care what nobody's saying. They come to work. They want jobs. We don't have no excuses. They here. You see so many of them open bodegas and everything else and send the money back home and all that that's been here for for forever, since we've been here. It's a way where we could go and get stuff. It's no excuses. We still blaming slavery and everything else, yo. No. We see immigrants that come and they make a living and make businesses and do what they doing, and there's no excuses. So my mind state was like, I'm not going to be asking nobody for nothing. I'm not going to be begging. I'm going to do something for myself. It's that drive. You got to have work ethic. A lot of um, the youth, they have to get jobs first and not even first while they doing their dreams and living in the studio and everything else. Have a work ethic. You want to know what it's like to really work and grind and, and, and work for your 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 future. Yeah,
0: I, I think uh, that a, a lot of us uh, who who it, we know that we do have to have that work ethic, mm-hmm. and we have that work ethic. We we, uh, I mean, we built this country, so we had a hell of a work ethic. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we had. I, yeah. Well, yeah. Now we feel like it's old.
0: Well, the thing is, some some of us feel like it's old. Mm-hmm. But many of us, you got to yeah. see. I look at it like this: like what they do is. They put our worst up as an example of who we are collectively. They mm-hmm. put their best up as a who are, as an example of who they are, collectively. Mm-hmm. And and this is why sometimes you know the the truth kind of gets 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 skewed because mm-hmm. if you really look at where we come from and where we are today, I'm not saying a few of us are the ones who are tripping and all. I'm talking about collectively, overall. I just don't think that there's too many people other than us who could have survived and, and and continue to thrive and do what we've been able to do. Not at all. Most of us, most of we have we have way more successes than we have failures. Mm. and They don't what, report so what, that or
1: it's not out there, what, so you think it's like it's not happening, but it is.
0: Yeah. What they try to do is they'll use, like, great examples of success for us, like people that— most people just ain't gonna have a shot at ever getting on that type of level, including them. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna be like no Beyonce, like Oprah, <laughs> the, the Jay Zs, and you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna get to those type of levels. They're not mm-hmm. gonna get to a level of a Robert Smith. Stay lane. Most people are not gonna get that. But what they do is, for us, when it come to our heroes, when it come to people that we wanna look up to, they try to give us these examples of these examples of people who are out in the stratosphere. Most people are not going to be like at all, but they try they overlook our doctors, our our nurses. uh, They overlook our our educators. They overlook our our, our motivational speakers, Hmm. our 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 factory workers who work the nine to five, maybe 30, 40 years who ain't never been in no trouble with the law raised uh, four or five kids, all of them went to college, all of them got degrees, none of them been to jail, ain't no baby mamas, everybody married. They overlook all of those stories. Yeah,
1: definitely. They
0: overlook that. So a lot of times we are looking at the low-hanging fruit, and that's what we we go for, and that's what get us, a, a lot of us— that's how a lot of us get in trouble, mm-hmm. because we don't really under, we don't really understand it. We don't really see those other examples that are a whole lot more reachable, more more attainable mm-hmm. than trying to go way up here. You can live a very very good life, hmm. uh, doing some different stuff other than just being a musician mm-hmm. or being an athlete. Because I know people who have who worked uh, nine to fives or who have salary jobs. Who got more, you know? Who sleep more comfortable financially than some of these celebrities do, because they live within their means mm-hmm. and they got everything that they want. They got all the things that they need. Their their bills are paid, you know. Their you know, the mortgage is straight. You know the you know a uh, uh, rent whatever they're paying. It, mm-hmm. Everything is straight. The kids are straight. They they go on vacations, mm-hmm. you know. They go to a casino if they feel like mm-hmm. it, you know. They
1: they got savings, they got saved, they got they got everything. they got property, they bought investments, yeah. everything else. Yeah, they live
0: good, man. They live. They very not good. report. They not but, gonna
1: report that.
0: But we have a lot more successes than we have success stories than we have failures. Mm-hmm. But what they do is try to make us look down instead of up, mm-hmm. and. You know, or even horizontal, you know, that's what they do. But I got their ass. (laughs) I know what they're doing. I see what they're doing. And they can't fool me. And this is why when I hear uh, somebody saying something about, what the immigrants come here and they do it and we ain't got no excuses. No, you're right. Like, I don't believe in excuses. I don't wear excuse shirts. Mm -hmm. But we cannot overlook that them people get a whole lot more shit than we ever get and we built this country. They get reparations like they ain't like, they, they get, they get, it's sad to call it reparations, but they getting our shit. Yeah. These people coming here, they giving them free health care, bro. They giving these people immigrants who ain't done shit well, for this country. we know
1: this country wasn't built them... for, it wasn't built for us. After we built what we built, they start building on top of us. To make it think like we didn't do none of that. They built over the history. Built over that. Go to all our public schools we came up on. Black Wall Street. All, we ain't no shit about that. Just like you saying, all of the progress we done and everything we done, we know nothing about it. They always say if you don't know your past, you don't know your future. You don't know your own worth. When they keep telling you and showing you when you watch the news, you like we worthless.
0: Yeah.
1: If you believe that and take that. They don't give us the blueprint of our royalty. Yeah. Well the thing is that, you know, we we
0: got some work to do. We definitely got work to do. But in the meantime, we need to stop kicking ourselves, man, because we're doing some phenomenal shit. I'm talking yeah. about collectively. I ain't talking about the few uncivilized mutts that's fucking it up. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about them. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about them. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about overall. And even when you start talking about fathers, who are these dead beats these motherfuckers keep talking about? Because mm-hmm. all my homies take care of their babies. Mm-hmm. All of them. I don't even rock with dudes who don't kick take care of their babies. Mm-hmm. I don't rock with them type of dudes. Because if you won't take care of your own seed, the one that you brought into the world, man, I, you won't look out for them. I know what you won't do for me, which you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I don't rock with I don't rock like that, man. I keep I keep it a buck on that, man. You know, because these babies, you know, they need us for real, man. And we gotta give them the game. If we don't give it to them, man, they're gonna go out there and get it from somebody who don't know any more than what they do, and they're going to go out there and get their head bust open to the white meat.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a lot of times they got to understand, too, It's a lot of fathers that want to see their kids and can't. Exactly. And then they get labeled as deadbeats. Exactly. Or they get hit in the head with this outrageous child support that it's like no way they can't even afford not only not afford to pay that child support or even if they are, if you in the rears or anything else and anytime they want to go and just say you ain't paying and you like I got the receipt right here. No, you got to go down with me to the county and spend this time in jail while we go through the computer down there. You know what I mean? And the separation of the family at all. And like, yo, no, he can't see. I know his kids and bow, especially if you travel anything else, because I know situations like that too, Mm -hmm. where father can't see it, but he labeled a deadbeat and paying and everything else, but you still paying, but you still don't have visitation rights. You know what I mean? So it's all that system that's destroying what we talking about, us. Separating the families. It used to be, yo, you can't get this check from the government uh, in your situation if a man lives in the house. Who was that going to? Our people. Who lived
0: in your house growing up?
1: Just my mother and my brother.
0: Uh, Did you have any type of relationship with your father?
1: Nah, I I had the only relationship I had with him. My mother said, "Uh, I saw your father. I was 12 years old. I'm like, yeah? Do you want to see him? I'm like, you know, I'm at the age, then the 12-year-old. I'm not mad at I'm like, I could see my father. So he came, and I then I made a record after that ghetto bastard. <laughs> he came into my life. He actually lived right around the corner from me.
0: Had you seen him before? No, never. So where did you guys meet for the first time, and what was that meeting like?
1: Uh, For the first time, it either was at his house around the corner or at his job. And, of course, he had work and blah, 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 getting off, maybe at his house. And it wasn't much it was like ah, bop, boom, boom, boom. and but i had his number so i would call him every now and again as boom he always he was working i knew he worked at, at like a a car uh used car spot a uh, uh, he was a mechanic in Newark. so he worked hours i know that for a fact but it came like we see each other now again he could throw me a couple of dollars da, 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 da. it was really no time mm-hmm. time you know uh spent but i know uh the first christmas which was like almost a year after i first met him it was a spot it was a little city the projects around the corner from where i live and then it was a strip mall right across um supermarket all that and i said i gotta get my father something for christmas it's the first christmas i'm seeing. um i mean he around so I went carrying bags in the supermarket, helping old ladies and everything else for tips and everything else doing that. And I remember I, like, bought them, went downtown, Newark and bought them, like, a silk tie. And so I wrapped it, put it up. And I know he had a roommate. It was a um, a guy he was a roommate with. And I had walked around. It was, like, a, either Christmas Eve or a couple of days before. And I was, like, Hey, what's up? He was like, what's up, little man? I'm like, yeah, Kenny here? He was like, man, when the last time you spoke to him? I was like, uh, maybe a few weeks ago. He was like, nah, he moved. And when I called him, it was a, the number was disconnected. So it was like, the longest walk around the corner, it felt like I walked across the country. Hmm. And after that, it was like me. From 12, I was like, it's what it is, and I don't trust nobody.
0: Did you ever see him again?
1: Yeah. He was on couples therapy.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They found him.
0: Yeah.
1: They said it again, like, you want to see your father? I'm like, what? They said, give me his name. So we had a a reunion again type boom me, and then came and, his attitude is just, I don't drive, I don't boom, I don't da you know, I can't, ah, blah, blah, He's already in his mix and how he live and everything else. So it was like, um, oh, no. Actually, I seen him one time after I started hustling. I knew, you know, I know that face. I knew, I knew. But by that time, I was like 17. And his fool walked right by me.
0: Do y'all look alike?
1: Nah. I look like my mom's. Uh, Yeah. But I knew how he looked. He didn't know how I looked. And I was real grimy at that time. I was looking like... If I could burn a hole in the back of his head the way I stared at him, I got all angles like it was slow motion. And thoughts went through my head, but I'm like, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And I did... And then I still had it to the point when the show wanted to bring him on. I was like, yo, reconciliation. I mean, I'm grown now. Let's try it. But I turned into a real cold motherfucker.
0: What kind of thoughts were going through your head when you took the police on a high-speed chase,
1: allegedly? Allegedly? When was this? Um... I mean, in Jersey, I don't know. <laughs> in Jersey, check it out. The first time I was ever in a stolen car, I ain't even know it was stolen. Jersey was like the number one stolen car, carjacking capital. Like yeah, for, they
0: did a uh, movie about. Yeah, Jersey. I
1: mean that movie, uh, Jersey Drive, boom. But they did documentaries and anything else. Uh, Michael J. Williams recipes, like we did. Uh, there, they know about Jersey. It's notorious for, so. Yeah, I, it's been chases and anything else, but it was never like getting caught. <laughs> so, so you never took the police on a nine-block high-speed chase? A chase? Cause you
0: know that it's out, that's out there, right? That somebody printed that. I can't remember what publication I saw that in, but I saw that in a publication. It said that you took the police on. A,
1: I mean, like I said, in a stolen car. You card never day? heard story? Okay, here's the story.
0: Uh-huh. Uh. Trench took the police on a high speed chase nine blocks.
1: Oh 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 yeah 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 you yeah yeah.
0: You forgot about that. that happened? I
1: mean, I was I didn't know. We, yeah, <laughs> this is the thing.
0: Okay,
1: I'm injured, of course. Boom. So I think I was in a 745 beamer. Um, was coming through. Jersey City is here where I live now was up here, but Jersey City was real grimy. Boom. So I'm coming up a main block and two cars come on the side. Like tinted windows, everything else. Not uh, regular police cars or whatever, like regular cars, but they tenant. So I'm you looking it was at a Jack Move. Yeah. Huh. So they pull up nothing, no they regular cars. So I turn a corner, they turn a corner. I turn another corner right, they turn. I turn another corner right, they turn. Then I make a left, they turn. I said, it's a jack. So where I'm at, between Jersey City and Union City, I'm like... So I pull up, go, shoot, 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 shoot. I see police behind me but i had already dick them cars that was behind me so with the lights on i ain't know i'm like oh shit police so i pull over boom and jump out my car i'm like there was these motherfuckers the police mm-hmm. so they locked me up da 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 loo and everything else took it to a grand jury explaining to them what happened they didn't miss all this shit
0: Man, them people talking like he was just a notorious criminal. they talking about uh Tresh took the police on a nine block high speed chase, jumped out the car, ran toward the police. They had to they drew down on
1: you and 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 I they, ran down on the police <laughs> I ran out on them like yo, 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 these motherfuckers trying to jack me. They came out boom, 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 boom. I went on my knees. Yeah. Now they locked me up. Now that sounds more Guess what possible. they tell. They tell, when they there, they look, they did, um, uh, sobriety, see if you, uh, it was like, he's not, yeah. boom, but you just did this, boom, boom, boom. You ran through all these lights and then you're looting. They had a young rookie female cop there was like, it was like, that's Tretch, you by nature. The cop there, the, the male in charge gave her the cuffs, like, lock him up. This would be your first arrest, a rapper. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Facts. How did you get it started with uh, Queen Latifah? How did you, how did she come to find you?
1: Nah, we and, actually and found who? the Queen. We, me and Latifah knew each other before there was a new style, which was Naughty by Nature. Before anything, cause she was in every talent show I was in around in the hood, before she even had a deal. So that's where we knew each other beforehand. Then it's like after a while. After, you know, we ain't see each other for a while, whatever else, I see her on TV, the Flavor Unit, Wrath of, My, Wrath of My Madness, and Mark the 45. I'm like, yo, that is Dana. I know her. It was like, who? That You know Latifah? I'm like, yo. Day yeah, I'm like, I know her. It was like, from where? I'm like, talent shows, all that, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, we were going to labels and all the rest of that, trying to get a deal, everything else. So, me, K and Ben was just sitting and talking like, yo, how could we get signed a flavor unit? You know it, right? I'm like, yeah, but I ain't seen her in years and anything else. So, we was like, let's rent out a spot, which was like Uppsala College had now it was, it was Clifford J. Scott, all that, but up to the college. We rented out a hall for a showcase, and we invited Flavor Unit. Um, Latifah, Shaquem, La Kim Shabazz, rest in peace Apache, um, La T, Chill Rob G, Double J, um, rest in peace. Um, all of the Flavor Unit to come through and see us perform, like trying out for the Flavor Unit. So they all came, and we rocked out. And from what the word was, Paty was like, if y'all not sign in the Flavor Unit, I'm out of Flavor Unit. They Jersey. So, like I said, we got signed first to Flavor Unit before any record deal, and that's when we stopped hustling. It was mm-hmm. like, we can't bring the street shit into this business, especially Taint, Latifah, and Flavor Unit name. Yeah,
0: who won those talent shows between you and Latifah?
1: Sometimes her, when it and this was like before when it was just me as a solo artist, me. But when a New Style got together, me came in like in East Orange. Every talent show, this like after La already um, was out. We won all of those, so we started going out of state, like and doing it. Like hold on, we good here. Let's see if we... And we was still knocking them down.
0: Vinny
1: mm-hmm. and uh, and KG, how they doing now? I mean, they doing them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm out doing my own thing yeah. right now. We, you know, every group, all groups go through stuff. Um, we ran our course as far as touring together and stuff like that. Um And, you know, I'm on the road still. I'm doing set and rocking, and they doing what they doing.
0: Yeah, I saw Vinny out there with our new kids on the block, Mm -hmm. you know, DJing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was was a good look. Mm -hmm. Good look. I was thinking about when we were out on the road and... Uh, we were playing CeeLo. You remember that?
1: Always. <laughs> I think we had to teach y'all CeeLo. Y'all ain't know CeeLo was the East Coast stuff. No, you're well, right. you wasn't playing. But
0: y'all taught me how to play. C-Lo. Okay, that okay, was my okay. First time we playing, taught you to take your money. And I won.
1: We wanted some of that ghetto boy rap a lot of money. We like let us teach you this shit so yeah, I can bust that ass. I, I was know. a king.
0: And I won.
1: And I won
0: the first time I ever
1: played. I think I racked up like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, not for me, but you did and i know i wouldn't play you no more <laughs> if you even got 5000 for me I'm like this motherfucker beginner's luck that's why i thought i said this motherfucker Willie D been over in new york been know how to play you was doing side bets and everything you got yeah man yeah. I,
0: mean, I got some money i got some money that day, oh yeah man. i
1: know you did that's uh actual facts people he ain't yeah. making it up yeah hey,
0: speaking of playing games man uh i know you you, know, you use a big uh, enthusiast you know of, of, of games mm-hmm. uh uh, especially, you know, when you was younger. Miss mm-hmm. Pac Man or Gallagher? Miss Pac Man. Miss Pac Man or Gallagher. And yeah, Gallagher. uh Miss Pac Man. Miss Pac Man. More. Yeah. That's mine too. Ms. Yeah. I, mean, I like Ms. I like Pac-Man. that Miss Pac Man. Yeah. I could be on that thing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so right now you're you're currently on a tour with the New Jack City Play.
1: Mm-hmm. New Jack City Live. Uh,
0: congratulations on the play. You, you finally seen it. Yeah, I finally seen it, and you did not disappoint. In fact, the whole cast did not disappoint. It was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see the reenactment. Uh, and, I mean, what is the difference uh, between a preparation when you
1: get on stage to act and mm-hmm. versus rap? Oh, I mean, uh, it's a whole different high. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a whole different... It's like if you in an amusement park, it's a whole different ride, whole different thrill. Um, Never, never, never in a million years when we started um, from the beginning, no deals, no nothing, rapping, thought I would be in movies. You know what I mean? There was no training before, no... Like, Pac went to the School of Arts and different stuff, like, really training on acting I never ever 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 thought that was gonna be there. So it's just another uh a badge of accomplishment. Like I'm I'm doing something that my mother didn't even when I was rapping, she was like, You're not doing talent shows, you just wanna run the streets. Like, c- come on, you gotta get back to nine to five job and anything else and boom you didn't go to college I what i'm doing and what i have made a career off of us like no college degree was needed um not telling kids don't go to school and anything else i already told you education and work ethic all that played a part you know into what i wasn't the best in school but i didn't drop out i made sure I graduated, I wanted to get to that point. I knew I wasn't a college kid, but just to do hip hop and it opened the door for me to act, I was like, I'ma show everybody out here that me acting isn't just, I got it because I'm a rapper, which I probably got a, a lot of roles before when I was the hottest I was, cause I was a rapper that was internationally known. But when I get on that screen, I don't play, Yeah, don't play.
0: Yeah, I think everybody know you don't play, man, including Eminem. Eminem gave you a big shout-out, man. He was <laughs> like, he studied you, man. Mm-hmm. That's a huge accomplishment considering how so many millions and millions of people believe that Eminem is the top dog. You know, like they believe that he's that dude. Mm-hmm. And for him to say, no, nah, Tretch that dude. Like this crazy. guy. Crazy. That's crazy to get that type of uh, –
1: I always call him my light skinned twin.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but for somebody, a lot of artists will go and say, "Yeah, you know, I created this style. I made it. Blah blah blah. Oh, it's all me. I'm blah blah. It's me, 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 me." When somebody like that, um, and it's not just me. He has a list of his like favorite artists. I might be at the top of the list on, it, but and for somebody to give accolades like. That's our era. We be like, I feel like running DMC, LL, blah, 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 Slick Rick, the whole list. Karis, one, boom. Like we'll name a million artists because our ego won't let us not name them because we actually came up. They always ask me where my style came from. I said from everybody I listened to, but I had to make my own style out of it. Now when M comes and said I was a major influence in him getting better and seeing and studying me and anything else, that like everybody don't do that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um I first met him at what was that, the uh Beats Music Launch in Los Angeles. Mm. We were backstage and uh his manager uh brought me to the bus. But M had a bus back there. And M was like, man, I just got through listening to your album, Controversy. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's really a, a student of the game. A student. And he's a teacher.
1: A student.
0: See, because, see, a good student eventually becomes the teacher.
1: Mm-hmm. The professor.
0: And, yeah, the <laughs> professor, the teacher, you know, like, but like, a good student. Yeah. And M knows his history. Yeah. Like, he really knows his history, and you're right. It's not just you. He has a list of, of artists that he listened to that inspired him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he put all that shit together and just said, okay. And, and he, he evolved into his own thing, you yeah. know, evolved into Eminem. But he's one of the few dudes out there, he's especially as, as far as one of the top dogs mm-hmm. who would give credit Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of these dudes. They'll hold their nuts. They'll tell you in private they like you, but they'll never say it publicly.
1: No, no. And then they play the race card. Like he's a white guy, so he should never be accepted as one of the greatest or greatest or anything else. Um, like um, white people weren't never part of hip hop. Actually, the first. Uh, Female rapper, I heard, I think, not even first female that I heard rapping, like I wasn't from New York, I was from Jersey, so I didn't have all access, was like Blondie. Blondie. Like saying a rhyme, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Fat Five Freddies in the sense. Yeah. He's says the pants, Flash is bad. Flash, and talking about Grandma's Fl- Yo, like, it was there. The Beastie Boys already knew if they know we white the race car could get pulled. So you seen their first album cover, like when the plane was crashing, you just sort of plane those up and anything else. We all listened to the Beastie Boys and loved them. And and by the time they put out a video, oh, those white boys ain't give a fuck. White people was in breakdancing. They was breakdancing. They was doing graffiti in New York, like back in the day, the inception of hip hop. So you can't just say it's fucked up. Yeah. Us, we created it, but a part of the culture of hip-hop? It was Hispanic, white, black first, of course, but it was all a part of it. You know what I mean? It was a, it really was a part of it. So to look at him and say he don't deserve a part of hip-hop or rap or the culture is like it's disrespectful to the art. You know what I mean? MC Search, you know what I mean? Like it, it was... Hip hoppers that was in there, they came into it, but they didn't, oh, he's not official because he white. Can't nobody that really know lyrics say Eminem is whack, or he just got where he at because he white? (laughs) Go and try to say that shit and let him hear it and watch he tear your ass up on the record.
0: Well, here's the thing about him and and most other white rappers, at least who came up, uh, you know, 20 years ago or so, Mm -hmm. They had to be first stamped by black people. Of course. And here's the thing a lot of people don't really pay attention up to is uh, most white people, when it comes to black culture, and mm-hmm. hip-hop is black culture, it mm-hmm. started, you know, we invented it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it comes to black culture, um, most white people will sit back and see if black people like it first. Mm-hmm. And if black people like it, the then they start saying, okay, well, what's this about? Was And yeah. then they become a fan. Like yeah. M, first fans were black. His first fans were black. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Like, And before he started getting played on those top 40 stations, mm-hmm. he was only being played on the hip-hop stations.
1: And before he even came was, out with records on 8 Miles when he was doing battles and everything else, it was, he was, it, in, it was with, black in the hood. Yeah. Like, facts. Facts.
0: Eminem. And you know what else is facts? That you that do, dog. You
1: that do. Facts
0: is that I, I am so thankful that you sat down with me, man. That you took time out your busy schedule to come out here and chop it up with me. You know, I, I know that we're friends and we've been friends for a long time, but you don't mm. owe me nothing, man.
1: Man, So hey, I appreciate you. Yo, you got anything, you know, we phone calls away. We've been like that. Absolutely. All man. the time, bro. Congratulations on this great show. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you, Well, it just got a little greater.
0: Yeah. With, with, you, with you blessing it, you know, so Respect. it's all good. Respect. Ladies and gentlemen, Tretch, no more talk.